we have had garbled responses. Um, and unfortunately, today is um, the culmination of uh, a slow response to action that is um, putting the lives of, um, of, of hundreds, if not thousands, in direct danger because they, um, they previously were loyal to Canada. That's the voice of Andrew Rusk. He is a part of the movement called Not Left Behind. These are Canadian vets who are trying to get Afghan interpreters and their families to freedom. And you look at the images coming out of Afghanistan, and they're just stunning, if not completely heartbreaking. I mean, the, the fear is palpable of Afghans. And there are images of Afghans climbing onto planes while they're taking off hoping to escape, and then you have images showing these people falling to their deaths. It is pretty staggering. The country has um, obviously fallen to the Taliban in this stunningly fast time. The Canadian embassy now shut down. Our personnel rushed out as the capital of Kabul fell to the Taliban. The Afghan president said, I'm out of here. And the Taliban's now declared Afghanistan is now the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. And Justin Trudeau is still promising we're going to get 20,000 Afghans out. But, I mean, the Taliban's in control. They're not exactly going to stamp their passports and help them board the plane. I mean, that statement in itself is either a pipe dream or just total naivete. Robert Rickards is a retired corporal in the CAF, also a member of this grassroots group, not left behind. Great to have you, Robin. Thanks, Alex. I'd uh, like to say it's great to be here, but it uh, really isn't. Yeah. Yeah, we talk uh, often on a regular basis about the situation on the ground, and and, and you know, f- for the f- you know, a few weeks back, you know, it was like getting them to places, safe places, getting them to a place where they can get their passport, their documentation, documentation, getting out. Everything's just gone to to chaos now. And so, what's the situation as you here on the ground and trying to get these people out? Well, the, the situation's utter pandemonium. Um, you. Couldn't even take off from Kabul Airport right now if you uh, wanted yeah. to. Uh, this is this is exactly what we had been predicting and warning the government about. If they had have listened to us, our sources in Afghanistan told us that this was going to happen. They anticipated that there was about a ten day window between the uh, the fall of Kandahar and the fall of Kabul, and that and we begged and pleaded with the uh, the government to bring. Uh, military flights into Kandahar Airfield and to uh, Kabul, and uh, they refused. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I was sitting on the phone today, or not on the phone, I should say, but on uh, Messenger talking with people over there trying to explain the fact that, yes, the government has announced a program that you are 100% eligible for. They just have no plan for you to be able to take uh, take advantage of it. You know, um, the government's plan is now, well, if you can get out of Afghanistan, you can take advantage of it. Um, and, you know, as a volunteer with this group, uh, yeah. there is there are some pe- people who are feeling an awful lot of guilt about having shepherded people into what is going to become a charnel house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I understand, you know, the Canadian government told the Afghan interpreters and the families, go to Kabul, um, and, and, and then they'll get the paperwork processed. That didn't happen. Kabul is now in the control of the Taliban, who is actively searching for these people. 
um, they're sitting ducks. You know, we know that there are Canadians over there on the grounds right now trying to to help facilitate their escape. And yet you look at those images, Robin, in the airport, on the tarmac, where you've got 20,000 Afghans surrounding planes of U.S. uh, um, missions. I don't understand how the prime minister can make any promise of getting 20,000 people out in the next couple of months, let alone in the next two days. Well, the the Prime Minister's uh, words, as Mendocino's words before him, uh, they're the intellectual equivalent of cotton candy. They sound mm-hmm. great, but there's absolutely nothing of substance to them. And it's electioneering at its finest, and I'm just livid. And I certainly hope that the folks in Toronto remember this when uh, they're, they're voting in... Uh, York, uh, York Weston for Ahmad Hussein, who ignored our pleas and our efforts to get this done while he was immigration minister, and Mendocino over in, uh, I think he's over in Eglinton. Uh, mm-hmm. I, certainly, I certainly hope that, uh, that particularly the women of Toronto recognize that there are children that are being left as orphans. Yeah. There are wives that are going to be yeah. taken and sold off. There are young girls that are going to be taken and sold off. Um, because their uh, fathers or their brothers or their uncles uh, had the temerity to try and believe that there could be a better future for Afghanistan and that uh, NATO might be able to help their country uh, to that future. It's hard to to understand how uh, the United States, certainly uh, Canada, how no Western nations could see this coming once they announced that U.S. troops are going to be withdrawn. I mean, the U.K. government is now recalling Parliament just as we go to an election here in this country to try to come up with a a solution to this um, catastrophe. You've got the United, the useless nations, as I'll call them, saying, please, calls for calm. You're asking for calls of calm of a terror group. I mean, they are ruthless. They don't care about the United Nations. You know, but you and many others served in this country. You built schools. You brought stability. And 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 how did it go so wrong? Well, the big. uh, I mean, it's there's a significant discourse on that front. But the the long and short of it is, we uh, we never committed to Afghanistan in the way we needed to. Afghanistan was a country that needed to be built up. From the, mm-hmm. from the bottom up, not from the top down. But unfortunately, we went in with sufficient forces to either deal with the warlords or the Taliban. And we decided to deal with the Taliban and allowed the warlords to create the new government. And what you're seeing on the ground now is the consequence of that. Of course, mm-hmm. we did that because uh, politicians have been terrified of being called imperialists or colonialists, when in fact the, the process of nation-building and capacity-building looks an awful lot like imperialism when a country is as shattered as Afghanistan is. And so, Robin, I mean, one of the the things, I mean, I've been talking to a few of you guys in this grassroots group, um, you know, it's hard to get you guys, um, you know, to get interviews because you're so busy dealing with emails back and forth to Afghanistan to help these people. Um, And that's part of the chaos is you guys here trying to, you know, somehow rescue these people a world away that's what takes up most of your time do you have any hope now is there any hope that these interpreters and their families will get out of this country because the prime minister said yesterday a couple of months and i thought a couple of months time is up the, the, the time pri- is, it's done the prime minister is delusional and he's trying to 
He's hoping that a week in politics is a long time and that in a week he'll be able to get back on with the campaign without this disruption because the Taliban will have taken care of the problem for him. The reality is is that most of these uh, these folks will be uh, will be trapped and will slowly but methodically be tracked down and dealt with by the Taliban with public executions like we've seen in Kandahar Stadium already. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we're going to continue to try and stay in contact with people. The, the worst part is is that the government's inaction has shattered a lot of the trust that uh, people over there had in our group of uh, volunteers. And that's, uh, that's the worst part about it because, uh, you know what, um, how, do we, how do we help them if they don't uh, trust us anymore? I mean, yeah. but I mean, there's only so much that we can do. Your words to the Prime Minister, Mr. Mendocino, uh, Harjan Sajjan, if you uh, feel like sending a message to them. Well, I would, uh, I would say that this is on you. Six years ago, I raised this issue after your government came into office. I brought it to the MP on the north side of my town here in Thunder Bay because Patty Haidu was, uh, was a star in the cabinet, and I knew that the decisions got made at the cabinet table. And she brushed it off uh, when Ahmad Hussein had it brought to his attention by my liberal MP, Don Rusnak, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he threatened Don for shopping it around the government lobby. Um, yeah. And Mendocino just slow-walked it when he became uh, MP, despite the protestations of my, uh, my now-liberal MP, Marcus Pavlovsky. It, it emphasizes how dysfunctional our politics is, that, you know, even if you're in the, the party of government, you are, uh, if you're not at the cabinet table, if you're not in the PMO, there's a there's no chance to advance causes that matter because I'll tell you Marcus fought like hell for this and he has been blackballed and blacklisted within the party the ministries won't return calls to his office I mean this is not how our democracy is supposed to function this this partisanship needs to go and yeah. that is exactly what's what's happened I mean the the party leaders decide everything and yeah, well, that 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 is, a, yeah, well, it certainly doesn't we help. It just, we, we yeah, no, we can't, we can't agree on something as simple. Everybody of all political stripes agrees on. There is no yeah. one I have talked to, whether they are PPC, Bloc, Green, NDP, that thinks it's appropriate to leave these people behind in Afghanistan. But we cannot get the movement, get our bureaucracy in gear to facilitate the evacuation of these people to safety. Not until there's a good photo op involved, Robin. We both know that. Look, I'm up against the clock. We oh, will talk again, and uh, and I appreciate your time on this. Thanks a lot, thank, Robin. Thank you for the uh, the opportunity, Alex. I appreciate it. That is Robin Rickards, who's a retired corporal um, in the Canadian Armed Forces, also a member of this grassroots group, not left behind. They have done everything. They've done everything possible to help get these Afghans, interpreters, and their families out, and uh, to, to to no avail.